0: Welcome back to another episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast. I'm Angela. In this episode, I interview my sister in Christ, Tina Costanza. So Tina actually used to be a paranormal investigator on the Travel Channel until she came to know Christ, gave that all up, and now she's a stay-at-home Christian mama who's actually a voiceover artist, which is really, really cool. Now, Tina and I get into it, her testimony, how she went from ghost hunting to praising Christ and kind of what her experience was like within that field. Part two of this episode is going to be available exclusively on heavenandhealing.com where you can sign up for just five bucks a month for all that exclusive content, including the follow-up Q&A with Tina. So in the meantime, enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast. I'm here with my sister in Christ and new friend, Tina. She is an ex-ghost hunter, now Christian mama, and I wanted to bring her on to share her testimony. So, Tina, for those that don't know you, would you just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do? Sure.
1: First of all, thank you so much for having me on. I am just incredibly honored to be able to share my testimony, really for the first time in a long form like this so thank you so much um like Angela said my name is Tina Tina Costanza I am now a stay-at-home mom of a six-month-old baby love her love of my life um I'm also a voiceover artist and I am an ex-paranormal investigator new ager (laughs)
0: a (laughs) voiceover artist what what that's really cool so you like cartoons or something
1: that's the goal hopefully someday that's Um, really cool yeah, just do some like commercial, local commercial work so far but hoping to like the dream job would be like oh working for like christian or um you know family friendly
0: cartoons or something.
1: We'll awesome. see what the lord has in store. It's <laughs> beautiful.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. so paranormal investigation. Um I used to be really into those types of shows and um mm honestly, trying to do it myself. When I was in college, I would mm-hmm. go out with friends and we would just go to play like Google haunted spots here and try and conjure up spirits. Um, I've always been like a pre-salvation. I was really interested just in the paranormal. I liked scaring myself for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I talked to Jen yeah. about that when I interviewed her, but um, how did you get involved with paranormal investigation in the first place?
1: Yeah, good question. I. Honestly, you talking about like how we're interested. I feel like everyone I talk to, they have a quote unquote ghost story. Everyone has an experience with the paranormal, and you know I was in that world for ten plus years. Um, how I got into it, really, I I heard my first voice when I was fourteen years old in my grandparents' attic. Uh, scared the bejesus out of me. Um, I was so afraid of ghosts, but something sparked within me this curiosity. I felt almost special in a way that I would hear a voice. So they reached out to me. Um, and that's kind of a little thread throughout this story as well as feeling like special and that ego stroke. Right. Mm. Um, fast forward, I was 16 years old. I heard my next voice. Um, I so wanted from those two years to, to hear more. I actively sought it out going to psychics. Um, I'm from Massachusetts, so I'd go up to Salem mm. so on vacation sometimes and stop the psychics with my friends and whatnot, and just wanting more and more and more. Um, so I remember when I was 16 years old, I heard my next voice in my ear in my room in my childhood home. And at the time, I had just one of those little like travel uh, tarot decks that you get at like Barnes and Nobles and the little like turnstiles. I remember just setting it up, not knowing what I was doing, and I just wanted to make contact with somebody. I was just so interested. I had been told by other psychics that I saw that I have the gift, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, I want to do something." Even though I was raised Irish Catholic, I grew up like right outside of Boston, uh, so I was raised Irish Catholic. I love God, I love Jesus. I didn't know Him, I didn't know like salvation, I didn't know sin, I didn't really think think about that, so I didn't really it didn't cross my mind that what I was doing was really wrong or dangerous or anything like that so Mm. I was actively seeking um just kind of stuck to myself I loved the paranormal shows still so scared like ask anybody I was so afraid of the dark whenever people they found out that I was in the paranormal and stuff like that they're like you Tina you're into it um but it wasn't until I was about 21 years old that I started doing it "Quote unquote professionally." I'm going to be using a lot of air quotes in this conversation. I feel like, um, but I joined a group and I started really doing a lot of events and filming, making episodes, and you know, buying all the equipment and whatnot. And fast forward, I was in it for ten years. I had done multiple television shows. I hosted my own show on the Travel Channel. Like, I was in it. <laughs> I was really in it, and it was. For my own excitement, curiosity, to help people to help spread the word about the afterlife, you know that's what I thought we were doing, and um, you know giving a voice to the dead and helping them get their messages through. it was just a lot of um just a lot of curiosity and deception you know? hmm. and so, yeah, just yeah go ahead
0: <laughs> are you are you able to disclose the shows, the names? If not, that's uh, yeah, fine. I mean, I'm just curious. Yeah, because yeah, I used to watch a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So the one on Travel Channel that was my last project. It that was called Ghost Bait. And the first time, the first time I was on a show was also Travel Channel. That was Paranormal Challenge. That was with Zach Bagans, who was like one of the biggest names in ghost hunting. Yeah. He so had two teams go up against each other. You had to like present evidence, and there's like a winner and stuff like that. And I did. I don't think the network exists anymore, but the bio channel had my ghost story. I did that as well. Um, and I had filmed so many pilots for my own show and I was up for like haunted historian, like you name it. I had auditioned for, well, that they sought me like this, the paranormal television entertainment world It is just, there is something in development all the time. They're constantly seeking that community to, to build new content.
0: How do you audition for, for something like that? <laughs> like, what does that they, look
1: like? <laughs> they find you. So it's kind of like any reality show casting, I would imagine. Um, but as if you're putting yourself out there, they find you. Or if you, once you do one show, they kind of, you're on their radar in a sense. And they kind of reach out to you via email like, Hey, or Facebook messenger that just happened before. Um, and they will just ask you to do an interview like this, like get on Zoom and kind of talk to you, get to know you and see if you're a right fit. And then they kind of continue on with the process. Sometimes Hmm. sending a film crew out to interview you one-on-one or do a little mini like sizzle reel, which would be like a five-minute type teaser episode of who you are and whatnot. So, Hmm. yeah.
0: (laughs) So you were doing that for 10 years. You must have seen a lot witnessed a lot had many experiences is there anything Mm. that is there anything that stood out to you in those 10 years where maybe you you recognized that there was something really demonic but you maybe ignored it for quite some time oh yeah
1: oh yeah it's it's funny that like in the community everyone knows there's demonic activity everyone believes in demons there's demonologists you know there's people that practice exorcism that study demons i don't know where they're getting their information from or whatnot um but there's people who you know come in the name of the lord and do this stuff but there there was many times that i experienced extreme darkness in this Mm. on these hunts um haunts hunts uh, investigations whatever you want to call them Uh, um i would i mean name it <laughs> so many of these places i would i look back now i would be on these investigations and being like all right come use my energy do whatever you want to me show me you're here like as a christian now i'm like why would i yeah oh my god no wonder why i was experiencing demonic oppression like i was just inviting this extreme darkness in. there was times i was investigating a local haunted victorian mansion here um lots of activity i don't know um, why this happened? But I remember coming in this trance almost where I couldn't speak, I couldn't move, and I just remember like it was like I wasn't in my body, and I felt this just like extreme heavy weight on me, and it was extremely dark. Like people had to carry me out of the building, mm. and that happened happened multiple times on different locations, like anywhere from Gettysburg up in Salem. This would happen and there was this one time when i was filming my show the ghost bait show um there was this location and it was a very dark place this generational like witches like really dark black magic and whatnot hexes this this guy was into like secret society stuff and
0: mm-hmm.
1: we were filming outside and i looked behind my crew member and there was what i can only describe as an orange face goblin I, I know it sounds insane but it just like looked at me if you've ever seen insidious i know you like horror movies uh, um that face that's behind what's his face i don't remember. yeah
0: that that uh, that's that scarred me for a year that's yeah so i
1: it's it that felt like real life that's what happened to me it was like this orange face the most evil disgusting thing i had ever seen it was just mm-hmm. like coming at me and that was horrifying um and multiple times at that location, I had also seen, for some reason, throughout like having these abilities. Whenever I'd see dark entities, they looked like shadow figures, but they were also like really tarry, sticky, like just disgusting hmm. looking. And I would see those those guys walking all around, and they followed me home. Also, um, after that.
0: That was actually, that was going to be my next question is because you mentioned, you said, no wonder I had suffered from so much demonic oppression. So I was going to ask what your personal life was like for those 10 years.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, What's interesting, uh, it's so funny. You don't, not until you look back, do you really realize and connect the dots? Like, yeah, no wonder. Um, Hmm. I was experiencing like physical pain, chronic illness and just extreme depression suicidal thoughts anxiety i was not healthy mind body spirit soul everything um the worst was during my parents divorce back in 2012 i was just i had started going to salem and seeking witchcraft and i was just like i had no control over my life but i actually went with my dad who's a sound christian he you know him and my stepmom um They've done mission work. He sings in the worship band. He's a great singer, like all this stuff. And he brought me to a service and I actually answered an altar call was back in 2012 and like the, the depths of the paranormal stuff. Hmm. But I didn't understand repentance. I didn't understand sin. I didn't think sin was actually a thing. You know, I was further when I got into new age stuff, I was like, there's no such thing as sin. <laughs> um, but I quickly fell away from that and went deeper into the the paranormal and the demonic and I was doing spells and um get really going up to Salem doing a lot of Wiccan stuff and um that was the height of my suicidal thoughts. That was when I just was losing control and I was just seeking comfort in these paranormal entities. Like I would ask my spirit guides to come with me. I would go on these ghost hunts because I found community. There's a whole bubble of these teams and conventions and mm. um events that you go to and they were they're still my friends they're still people mm. and it's just I felt like I had a community there so I just dove deeper and deeper and deeper
0: yeah that's that's a lot have you were um so you said you were doing other new age stuff um mm. did it start with the paranormal and then it just like a domino effect into totally the witchcraft yeah 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 like what, what all were really- you doing
1: when I was like, yeah, when I was really flushing out this testimony, I was just like, wow, the paranormal really was a stepping stone for me where it started off as, all right, I I can see and hear things. I'm a sensitive, I'm an empath. Some people might use that terminology. So I started going on these ghost hunts and we were using equipment, you know, scientific equipment where I would see something, the equipment would go off. Oh, look at that. It's confirming everything that I'm seeing. What started off as that? then led to, well, I have these abilities, let me develop them more. So I'm going to start getting into chakras and psychic development and candles and all this stuff. And it just started kind of expanding more and more, uh, getting into witchcraft and then, oh, the chakra cleansing and Reiki and all this stuff. And then I dove more and more into like law of attraction. That was kind of, I come back to Christ a little bit, then I pulled away again. Um, And I was really into like, Law of attraction, metaphysical, like diving into secret society, ancient mysticism, all that stuff. And um it wasn't until I found myself kind of agreeing with Alistair Crowley, I was like, Oh, something. That doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Yeah, they kind of just like once you kind of have to be open minded to this stuff, it was more like, Well, you're gonna be open minded to all this to all of it, you know, it's like a little stepping stone where it's oh, it's just one ghost hunt. It's just mm-hmm. one evp or millimeter or anything like that and then it oh well i'm gonna bring my dowsing rods on this one. Oh, i oh i'm gonna bring my pendulum now i'm gonna bring my wand oh i'm gonna light these candles to bless this oh now i'm gonna protect myself with sage and it's just like you're just adding more and more things because the more darkness is happening the more oppression is happening the more things are following me home pushing me pulling me tormenting me at night all right i just need more sage i just need more white light i need to light a candle and it's just like this nasty snowball effect and you're just trying to do it all on your own and it's not going to work. Not mm-hmm. until I learn the truth.
0: <laughs> so what would you, uh, when you were at home, um, were you single at the time, like living by yourself when you would experience the paranormal activity in your own home?
1: On and off. Yeah. Like I, I lived with, on my own, my parents, I lived with a boyfriend at one point Then I lived with my dad and grandparents oh. at one point,
0: And then with my
1: my now husband as well so yeah I always experienced it did you,
0: so was what was the solution I guess you were just like sage the house
1: yeah I yeah. would um <laughs> tap into my own inner power <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm laying on the sarcasm here I would but I would at the time I really thought that I could confront this myself I had to tap into my own power and visualize white light coming mm-hmm. down from heaven and emitting out of my palms, out of my body and just like dissipating the darkness and mm. um, lighting candles anything like I was I would try anything and everything
0: except the Bible that was on my bookshelf. Of know? course. Yeah. So to be clear, it sounds like so you saying all of this, it sounds like it wasn't um, like you actually had good intentions in the paranormal investigation. Like you wanted to did you want to help um cross spirits over help Mm. the help the living that were haunted by the spirits like what was your Mm. what was your goal with it because you're mentioning you know I had to call white light from heaven so did you believe in your heart of hearts that God was helping you do this what was that what was your mindset at the Mm. time yeah
1: I at the time I didn't think that I could help cross people over like I always thought that was it felt funny to me when I would just see kind of these psychics i'm gonna help cross these people over and then like the next tour comes in and there's the same activity so it was just like yeah Mm. okay (laughs) um but i did really think that we were doing a service to the world where no we're going to showcase that like there is something beyond this physical realm um at the same time wanting wanting a tv show out of it wanting to feel special that Look at I can see these things. It it like I don't know what it like. Look at how cool I am. I can I can talk to ghosts. This is just really cool and edgy. And uh, aren't I special? And it made me feel special that these ghosts would talk to me and want want me to be the communicator for them. Um, so there was just like kind of a whole myriad of reasons why. And it just all felt good and it struck the ego. And but honestly, wanting to have help people that were experiencing this not be scared and mm. feel confident that they could handle it and deal with it but all, and also like if we were dealing with any victims of crimes or something like wanting to give a voice to them and help them like get their message out so it there was a lot of kind of good intentions there i would say
0: hmm so all right like everyone's wondering how um How did you get out of this, and how did uh, Jesus interrupt your life? Yeah, so I am trying to think.
1: Like I had slowly started kind of backing out of the paranormal. Um, um, It was just getting dark, you know, and it just something wasn't settling right with me. And um, before that, let's see, twenty twelve, I did that altar call, stepped away deep in the paranormal. Twenty fourteen to fifteen was like height of my party. Like I was partying my butt off, (laughs) drinking, drugs, sex, rock and roll, all of it. And I remember I was at a bar one night, and I heard God's call, just being like, "What what are you doing? You wanted, you had all these hopes and dreams, and you're just sitting here drinking. You wanted to sing, you wanted to act, and like you're just wasting your life." Anybody else hear that? (laughs) Um, And I didn't put alcohol down right then there, but that. Planted something in my heart, so I started going back to church. I was actively seeking. We're like, I'd be out until four in the morning, waking up at someone's house, but I'd still get up at seven a.m. and they'd be like, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "I got to go to church." Probably still buzzed, like <laughs> had no business being up that early, but I was just so desperate for healing because I was so broken. I was trying to fill that God's God-shaped hole in my heart with, you know, all the sex, all the drugs, all the Drinking of the paranormal with like just anything to try to numb this pain that was so, so real and hard. Um, but the enemy got in the way. He got in my head, he made me not feel worthy. He I didn't understand that I would have been a new creature. I would have been made new that I there's forgiveness in Christ, that I was worthy. He made me feel filthy and I would just sit in church. And I'm like, I don't, I, I can't do this. I don't belong here. So because of that extreme darkness with my personal life and the paranormal, it was just like snowballing where I was like, I got to get out of this. And that's what led me more into the new age, the white Mm -hmm. light, all the good stuff. Um, And so I was more into that. And then I had gotten the show, the ghost bait. That was kind of, I had been out of the like corporate paranormal, I guess you could say for like a year or something. And I got that show show and I was I was living in New York at the time with my husband really pursuing you know the dream acting singing all that stuff and I remember getting that show and I was like that's why I've been through all of this the darkness that I can help people that are afraid overcome and they can use their white light so I got really deep into it um so did that show so what really got me out of it (laughs) was the show ending we didn't get renewed for a second season praise the lord (laughs) and 2020 comes along, COVID hits. I had been struggling with um, a diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis in my body. I was in so much pain. I was in cosmetology school at the time and just the lockdown happened and I was experiencing extreme demonic torment where Mm -hmm. I felt like I was getting bullied. Like honest to god, like I would get pushed. Like if I was holding something, I felt like that little girl in school gets pushed, and the books fall, and I would just get pulled and poked and pushed. And I've been scratched before, and it was to the point where I'd lay down in bed at night. I thought I was gonna die. I I thought they were gonna take my life. Mm-hmm. I thought <laughs> I just couldn't escape them. I could see them around my bed. They would play music in my ears, and it was just like they wouldn't let me sleep. It was just. No amount of meditation, no crystal, no amount of smudging, nothing was working anymore. And I started to hear God again. I started to hear his call and I'm getting chills thinking about it. I remember that Easter, I was like, I'm going to tune into an Easter service. I don't know why, but I'm just going to do it. And um, So I just tuned in on my little iPad. We were living in my mom's basement at the time uh, and with my husband. And I just tuned into it and I was like, okay. Feels was good but I still wasn't ready to, to fully give up my my cool stuff you know my cool my altar my crystals you know it was my image my my vegan hippie image whatever mm-hmm. and um then I remember just asking started talking to my dad and my stepmom my husband and I were just like so why only Jesus like I don't understand it we were kind of like that oneness you know universalist and just like You know, everything all passed lead to God, right? You know, we were so open minded. We were really at the time, admittedly, we were kind of getting into like the QAnon, like conspiracy theory stuff, you know, like ancient aliens, David Wilcock, a lot of this false, um, these false prophets, you know, talking about like, you're going to save yourself. We can trust this and all this stuff. And like, but just things weren't feeling right. You know, the, the, the world was in turmoil. It was 2020. It was rough stuff. And the, just the news, it, nothing felt right. I wasn't believing anybody. and like, there has to be more. This is not working anymore. Oh my goodness. And just started asking my dad and my stepmom questions. And they were just so amazing. We talked for like four hours and they were just wow. like, ans- answer so graciously and started listening to more like, conservative media just because they were saying things that was different than what we were hearing it was just so refreshing and I was like yes I actually agree with that maybe not everything but at the time I was like yes um and they but they were talking about Jesus and I'm like all right so I talked to an old pastor and he was like just get to know who Jesus was Jesus is, you know um start reading John I was like okay my dad gave us a study bible we started reading it I'm like all right." And then I found Dorian Virtue and I watched some of her videos and it was just like, wait, there's other people that were into this stuff and they got saved. Wait, what is saved? What is that? And then I remember her talking about Deuteronomy 18, about like how mediumship, like it's necromancy, how that's an abomination to the Lord. And then it was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> everything I'm doing, I'm a sinner. I sin. Oh my gosh, this is an abomination. It's just like the weight of everything I had been doing had finally just like flicked after all those years. It was like the light went off and I just wept for like two weeks. And I finally cried out to him. I was just like, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to be a false prophet to be a spiritual guru. I didn't mean to, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And I just like, I wept and I wept. And then I found what was it? Um, I think it's second Corinthians where I think it's second Corinthians where it talks about how um, the devil himself masquerades as an angel of light in the midst of the the sorrow. I got angry mm. at the devil. Cause I was like, I felt so violated. Like I trusted these spiritual beings and to know that like, Oh my God, I've been deceived this whole time. And it was just so like, no more, none of that. And I threw out, all of my stuff, like thousands of dollars, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of paraphernalia, books, crystal, like everything. I, I throw the the scientific paranormal equipment, all of it. And I remember like unsubscribing to like all of these things, like Gabby Bernstein, Manifestation Babe, like all these things. Like I remember canceling my accounts and like, why are you leaving? I was like, copy paste all these verses, like find the Lord, He is true, <laughs> all this stuff. And um, and then somebody prayed over me. That pain that I experienced with the psoriatic arthritis, I haven't felt that since. Wow. And yeah. And then here I am, just a daughter of Christ saved and never looking back.
0: <laughs> Praise the Lord. There's yeah. so many similarities in our testimonies. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, 2020, I I relate to that. Um going down the rabbit hole after rabbit hole. I got really into QAnon as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, like I i believe like jfk was coming back to save us like before i believed jesus was it's
1: <laughs> too okay right it feels so weird to say that out loud because like <laughs> only my husband and i really talked about that. but like at one point i'm like can you believe we actually saw that oh my goodness gracious <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah
0: yeah and here jfk comes into spaceship um anyway yeah project looking glass what <laughs> Quick pause in the episode to remind you that you can sow into the Heaven and Healing Ministry at donorbox.org/slash heaven-healing dash podcast-ministry. So check that out now. Thank you so much. If you can't contribute financially, all I ask is for a prayer over the podcast. Guess, um, yeah. You said a lot there <laughs> that that really that really stuck out. And again, I just want to praise the Lord for your salvation um, because you were very, very deep. And I just, I love hearing stories like this because it's just, no one is out of his reach. It doesn't matter how deep you are. It doesn't matter if you see scary orange demons. Like he, he's going to come and get you if you're his, if you're his kid. And sure enough, here you are. So praise the Lord. Um, What, uh, what was it like for you after coming to Christ? Did Did you experience intense spiritual warfare because all the demons were just at that point, they knew their time was up. And so they kind Mm -hmm. of had to have like one last, you know, one last hurrah with you. Did you experience anything particular after your Mm -hmm. salvation?
1: I remember the day that I was throwing everything away. Um, I didn't really have a means to burn it all, but I remember throwing everything away. And I remember activity happening during that um i can still i don't see things the way i used to but i can still sense the presence of just like when the energy kind of shifts I know i feel so weird still saying the energy but like there's a spiritual realm out there you know yeah. and i I'm, i thank god like that veil is i can't see that veil anymore but i can tell sometimes i still know things i still i test the spirits now i know i know to do that i don't believe everything i i know or see or whatever right um but i can still sense that and i can sense when there is kind of spiritual manipulation i guess um i remember like throwing things away and i just i remember my mood was all weird and it didn't feel like me and i remember like arguing with my fiance at the time and i was just like that doesn't feel like me i feel like this, something's manipulating this it wasn't me like not taking ownership of um my feelings or mood or something but it just felt like things were trying to mess with me and whatnot it's all at this point it's not that long ago but it feels so long ago but definitely felt like they were angry that I was getting rid of these things I remember my pendulum and my chakra wand that I had I got handpicked I picked them out from Salem I used to say they chose me in Salem yeah and that that was the hardest thing to throw away those two things it was like the grip the bond that attachment was like insane so i felt like they were really angry that i was getting rid of all my toys Hmm. (laughs) their toys really
0: Mm -hmm. i relate to that when i got rid of my stuff um i had a few i don't i've never really had dreams like this before but it was when i got rid of my stuff i had demonic dreams like I saw demons Mm. in my dreams um in the same room in in the dream that I had where I used to have my old podcast where I had my altar and where I did yoga every single day and that's that's where the dream was it was like I just saw demons everywhere in that room and I tried to call out to Jesus in my dream and they wouldn't let me it was it was a lot and I was exhausted the night Mm. that I burned everything and threw everything away I remember I I was literally falling asleep at the wheel on the way home. And I just came home, crawled, crawled up the stairs and into bed. Um, it's, you know, people underestimate it. I, I have, I get messages. Do I really have to throw my stuff? At-? Yes. Yes, you do. There's, yes, there's do demons attached to it. Yeah. Why do you want them anyways? What exactly. Exactly.
1: Dust collectors now, you know, just get rid of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't care how pretty the crystals are. And you know, it's mm-hmm. when, when you use them for, A divination purpose that is your way of agreeing to invite in whatever wants to come in so once it's there it's not going to go away you know these things are looking they are they are spirits they are looking for hosts to Mm -hmm. to to reside in because once they're in something or someone then then they can use it so that's Mm. that's why i always tell people get rid of the crystals and you with you i'm sure all the the gear which, oh like you gosh. said, thousands yeah. of dollars, right? I can only imagine. Yeah. um oh my gosh. Yeah. but when you got rid of it all, did you feel them leave? It did it, it just felt like this
1: weight off of my like life, my body, because it felt like I, I didn't it wasn't I didn't have to do it anymore. Hmm. Like I didn't have to write in my gratitude journal. I didn't have to put out certain crystals. I didn't have to do this. It was just like, no more works. It's mm-hmm. just grace alone, faith alone. And I'm like, this is freeing. I am free amen. my goodness. like I I was like, why didn't anyone tell me about this sooner? I'm like, hmm. I'm pretty sure my dad did, but I just didn't have ears to hear back then. Yeah. So um it was it just felt like chains were broken. um and it was amazing. amazing
0: So you said so your parents are devout Christians, right? So my dad and my stepmom, your dad and your Christians. stepmom so yeah. i'm sure they were praying for you the whole decade right oh yes i remember like my dad
1: was out in california at one point and visiting him and his friends and they were all christian and i remember like hmm. they they would see my posts online and they're just praying for me and they, they brought me to church then and i still felt like unworthy and like i'm not worthy um but i i remember them just constantly praying for me and when they found out i got saved like some some of them like sent me a picture of their prayer journal of like mm. of my name and the date. They're like, I've been praying for you ever since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. And even a girl at my church now, um, I'm still in Massachusetts. And when I went to this church, I went out to eat with one of the worship pastors. Like when we were first new to this church, um, it's the second church we've been at. And get to lunch and I see this girl and she looks at me and I look at her. I'm like, this looks familiar. She goes, you did my makeup when I was younger. Cause I've, I've done like freelance makeup artistry at one point, um, but the billion things I've done, but um, we had known each other. And like, she's like, I remember seeing your post and I've been praying for you for years. And I remember wow. seeing your testimony and being like, Oh, maybe I'll see her someday, but we'll see each other in heaven. And I was just like, I just wept. I'm like, thank
0: you for praying for me.
1: <laughs> just like, that never, like that'll never get old is hearing when people are praying for me. It mm-hmm. is just so, so special.
0: And it just it just goes to show prayer works. I just Mm -hmm. I I think it's I really try and encourage the audience, just keep praying for them. Whoever it is on your mind when I said that, keep praying. Don't stop. Because look at me and look at Tina. Like I was obsessed with yoga, astrology, tarot. Tina is out here talking (laughs) to ghosts every day, and we both are now worshiping and living in faith with Jesus. So just keep praying for, just keep praying. Mm -hmm. Just don't give up. If it's in God's will, it's going to happen. But he can only answer the prayer if there's a prayer to be answered. So.
1: Amen. That's good. It's really,
0: (laughs) really, really important. Um, So now what, what does your, you did mention that you're still in contact with some of the people from your paranormal circle. So I'm kind of curious what that looks like. How, how did they respond when you initially converted and kind of, Hmm turned away from all of this what was the reaction like
1: so it's more like in the facebook like in the digital circle that i'm Mm. still like friends with people Mm -hmm. um and i've actually been i I will admittedly say like i'm not perfect i've been afraid to share my testimony i'm afraid to hurt people's feelings and this is just real talk i i don't want to upset people i'm afraid of the backlash you know there is some you know, I I do think that if you're involved in this community, there's demonic entities that are not going to be happy with what I'm saying. And Mm. I am afraid of the backlash. And I have been afraid to really put myself out there. You know, I was involved in theater, I was involved in a lot of like, very liberal, I'm from Massachusetts, um, kind of anything goes type bubbles. And I've just been afraid of the backlash. And I've been kind of getting more bold in my faith. And this is me kind of like, God also wanted me to take a step back because I was using my social media for glorifying myself, um, spreading a false gospel for spreading a false message. And he's like, girl, you got to take a step back, get your heart right, learn, um, sit down. And I'm like, okay. And he he was going to reveal when the time was right. And this is that time. I feel like I'm finally ready to share my story. And some, I have shared little, like I've shared Doreen's, um, some of her things on my Facebook before might as well have just lit a match and walked away because I got people coming at me and um, like just hostile, hostile Mm -hmm. messages that I'm not a real Christian that, you know, the Bible supports ghost hunting or it supports you name it, whatever. And I'm just like, I love you. I disagree. Here's why. Like, but it was just as if I poked this like demon bear, honestly, like the reaction did not, was not justified by what I was saying um Mm. so I just I pray that I will be bold enough to continue to start this ministry really of sharing my story and because that's a whole realm you know you hear ex new agers and psychics and stuff but like this ghost hunting I haven't really seen a lot of people come out of that once they're in it you know and I'm like oh boy they need someone they need somebody to do it and I just pray that I can reach them, and but I'm afraid, you know, just like anybody. And I want someone to relate to me that like, yeah, even though I'm on here talking, this is awesome. And I feel comfortable doing this, but I would be afraid sometimes to share it and that's okay. And I'm just, I'm learning and growing in my faith. And I pray that he would just embolden me even more.
0: Yeah. Well, amen to that. And Mm -hmm. sure everyone watching or listening to this is going to be praying for you as well, because we know how important it is to share these testimonies. Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't have to, I just feel spirit led to say this. I, I You don't have to know everything. You don't have to have all the answers. Right. You don't have to be able to come back at people with the most perfect theological debate. You know, I was thinking earlier how the most relatable testimony in the entire Bible, I think, is the story of the blind man that Jesus healed, um, because that's all of our testimony is <laughs> we were blind i mean this man he was blind and then he he can see suddenly and he's just well and they're asking him you know who who healed you and he's saying he's saying you know I, I, he just healed me he just did it i'm i'm not blind anymore i can see now it was it was it was that man it was that, that jesus guy and he didn't know anything he just knew that he could see mm. <laughs> and that was enough that was enough and that's all of our testimony and i think that sometimes mm. we we um overestimate Um, or I'm sorry, we underestimate how powerful it is just to share that much, you know, it's not like you have to have the perfect scripture in your back pocket to throw at them or anything. It's just, I was blind and now I see, I was, I was lost and now I'm found. I was broken and now I am put back together. So Mm. just, I don't know. I just felt like I wanted to encourage you with that because I I know how hard it is to share, (laughs) um, especially with people that, um, you you were in those that sin with yeah um, it's because it's, those those demons remember you you know they remember you and so they're 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 almost anticipating this and and they're they're mm-hmm. ready to have that person react to you once the holy spirit tries to convict them so um oh yeah you have to remember that too it's, it's all spiritual warfare whatever they say to you it's not actually at you it's because yeah. it's because the demons hate jesus you know
1: Yep, and it's it's so funny that you say that I that is why I haven't done things because the enemy has gotten in my head he's like you don't know enough you need to learn more no nope, you're not you're not ready yet. you need to learn more I'm like that's not God mm-hmm. God told me to humble myself and like mm-hmm. you know that would change my heart that was a, a good thing but now it's been more like you don't know enough and whatnot so like that is totally the Holy Spirit like telling you to tell me that I'm like thank you needed to hear that mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah um yeah, just share it because I'm people who share their testimony online helped me. So I'm like, exactly. Oh, I need I need to do this. Like exactly this we need to do this. And we're called to do that. So I'm like, I I can't not do it. I'm like, okay, God, I'll do it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I pray that this podcast will will be a really great um Foundation for you because I people are going to message you and, and say thank you and say that they relate to you and probably have questions for you and that'll open up some conversations that will be um that'll that'll make it you know easy for you not easy yeah. but maybe maybe a little easier to it's start being starter. more emboldened right right so yeah. um, so what is your life like now <laughs> after mm. you found Jesus that that depressed girl that wanted to die who where did she go who is she now. <laughs>
1: It is such an interesting question because it's, it's such a mixture, you know, like you hear people that like, I'm 100% now that with Jesus, I walk with Jesus and I'm, my life is perfect or whatever. No one says that, but a lot of people, they get healed right away. Um, their mental health is like, hallelujah. It has been healed. You know, I, I still struggle. I'm six months postpartum. I'm struggling really mm-hmm. bad with anxiety, um, with really self-deprecating thoughts. Like it is a struggle, and I don't have the the false positivity that I used to have, where like I was afraid to think bad thoughts because I thought the universe was going to curse me and whatnot. Right. So I, I had to be positive all the time. Oh my gosh, like driving me mental. So now I, I'm I'm still unlearning and trying to relearn like how to have that faith you know what i mean we're not going to have it all the time but i'm trying to like build that there's almost like a, a new age ptsd there's a ptsd that comes out of that because it's like leaving a cult and it's just like yeah all right i have to like learn how to rewire my brain um because i removed that so this is empty space that i have to fill with um the word with the truth it's like all right what is it that god says is true you know i really have to like have biblical like affirmations almost to help remind me but what I love the most is that I have just this foundation. I have the truth. I have a basis for this faith. It's not just, I'm not making it up. I'm not being given information by demons and it sounds good. I'm not just doing whatever feels good to me because sometimes it doesn't feel good to keep to the word. It doesn't feel good to die to myself and like not do what feels good to my ego. But I love knowing at the end of the day I have a Lord and a father who's taking care of me that I am safe. Even if sometimes my head and my heart don't connect that I, I know <laughs> I'm going to be okay. Like I can meditate on his word and that he's going to take care of me. Um, yeah. That's, that's
0: kind of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: that's how I feel now.
0: I like the, I like the honest vulnerability in that because um, mm. it's not, it's not sunshine and rainbows when you get saved. It's um, it's I was blind and I can see, but it's not sunshine and rainbows. There's mm-hmm. it says in the Bible. It says in the Bible that we're good. I know it's it's a narrow road, and and it's yeah. and it's it's persecution and it is suffering. Um, and Romans eight eighteen saying you know that the sufferings of this world are nothing to be compared to the eternal glory that. I think about that verse all the time. Romans and 8 it, is my
1: favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Romans yeah. is is one of my favorite epistles. Mm-hmm. I read that in a day the first time I read it. Um, Amazing. It's just, um, you know, and I think people need to hear, you do need to hear that more. Um, yeah. There's, you know, especially online, we can get so caught up in this like, oh, I should be this, I should be that, yeah. this comparison thing, you know, the grass is greener over there. It's like, that's
1: I'm the queen of comparison right and right I think Jonathan Mc, McReynolds I think his name is a singer he has a song comparison kills it's amazing um and I'm just I'm so good at that I'm really good at comparing myself being like oh, I don't read my bible enough oh my gosh I don't do this enough and just like really getting in my head and it's just like the enemy is having a field day he's mm. loving this and mm. you know because then I then I feel like well, I got saved. And why does it feel like I'm still struggling? You know, that's really hard. And why am I not fully healed with like, I have psoriasis? Why is this not happening? Why is this not happening? And like, these people get healed. And like, I go down the self pity route, and I'm like, questioning and stuff like that. And God can handle my questions. And I ask for forgiveness. (laughs) Um, But I think that's something that's sometimes missing in these testimonies where, yeah, sometimes I listen to people. I'm like, how come they sound like everything's perfect and i'm still struggling mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's okay he's he's with me during these struggles and i'm learning that like, he's refining me you know yeah. through all of this he's just wanting me to lean into him more not isolate seek community in my church and my, with my people and after prayer like oh my goodness the power of prayer has been helping me so much especially in this really tough postpartum season and just getting help but um just really meditating on his truth has been really key to that and that it's okay that it's not not gonna be overnight sometimes maybe it'll just be work my whole life god said said it's gonna be easy it's not like the new age where it's like everything is fun and amazing all the time it's just like no this is real life god is here it's angels and demons it's good and bad it's gonna be okay Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) you know i'm a daughter of
1: christ that's Mm
0: -hmm. okay and i think like one of the you know one of the biggest um distinctions between the the notion of suffering in new age versus the way the bible describes it Mm -hmm. is like in new age right when you when you experience that suffering it's like because it's some sort of karmic load that you kind of have to unpack or whatever (laughs) And mm-hmm. it's always just like it's always just this constant burden that is your responsibility to yes. just untangle. It's your not to untangle. It's it's like something you're doing wrong. It's some some cord you need to cut. It's something from a past life that you're carrying. It's this. It's that. It's it's just something else to figure out. It's another puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Bible says, you know, when you're suffering, you're weak in your weakness. His he's sufficient. His in your mm-hmm. weakness, his strength, you know, he's made perfect. And it's just so different. His yoke is easy. His burden is light, right? It, it doesn't say mm-hmm. you, you're not going to suffer. It says, it says the opposite of, of, of all the new age stuff. You know, there's a karmic load you're carrying versus his yoke is easy. His burden is light, you know, which, right? which sounds better to you. And yet, exactly. and yet people are so deceived by that lie, that hamster wheel. And it's, mm-hmm. It's really it's really crazy because I've noticed, too, you know, like in moments where I have, you know, I I say I don't have depression, but I experience feelings of depression sometimes, whereas before I had it. Um, So I say, like, whenever that happens, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just a totally different thing where it comes from this understanding that, like you said, this is a. We live in this physical world, but all around us is the unseen realm that we we have. We don't have access to. And thank God, because imagine if we could see all that at all times. But there's a spiritual war all the time. I said to my fiance the other day, um, because we've been fighting a lot. And I said to him, you know, after we reconciled, I said, you know, after what happened in Ohio, I said, spiritually, there's a train blowing up and releasing toxic chemicals into the air every two seconds that's just totally orchestrated by the enemy that's trying to just Mm. suffocate holiness and i was just using that you know metaphor for what just happened in ohio but that's that's how it is there there, it's a spiritual war and when you understand Mm. that as a christian this whole, you know, suffering, it's completely different. It's not the karmic load. It's not yes. it's not you trying to get back to oneness or whatever. It's not like you having to to help the earth with with its trauma. It's just we're we're sinners in a broken world, the end. There's demons yeah. around us the end. This is this is Satan is the prince of this world, the end. Romans yeah, 8. More... You know? It just, yeah, it's just so s- different. It's so different.
1: Yeah, it's not as exhausting.
0: you know it it takes the burden is on you um
1: Mm. and it's simple it's just more simple doesn't mean it's easy there's a difference between simple and exactly (laughs) the simplest things are sometimes the hardest and it's just like simple just trust god i know i'm trying (laughs) sometimes it's really hard because everything's really scary and like my eyes deceive me and the like the enemy's getting in my head but
0: thank god for god (laughs) (laughs) thank god
1: for his truth and Um, um
0: yeah now this is um I might actually cut this out because I'm haven't I haven't talked about this publicly yet because I'm I'm still praying about it. Okay. Have you have you, have you sought deliverance ministry what, how do you feel about that?
1: That's funny that you ask. That's something I've been really praying on <laughs> lately too. Mm-hmm. And um I think I actually got deliverance in the very beginning the gentleman who prayed over me he had kind of a a ministry and I, I think that's what I experienced. You know, he prayed through the phone for me and literally he said, like, you have fallen angels, um, you know, around you and that are pressing you and in you. And I'm going to pray with you. And this is all, in, he's like, this is not me. This is in Jesus name. I don't want money. I don't want anything like that. This is all for his glory. And he prayed over me. And that's when the pain left my body ever since then. And I think it's going to, it it just depends, you know. Um I think for me personally, I think deliverance can happen because we do experience oppression as Christians. Mm. Um I know if you're not in Christ that, you know, you, you can have demons. Yeah. Um I do think there can be a mind over matter. Um I think we just have to use extreme discernment and caution. But I I think I believe in deliverance. I think, mm. you know, it's this is something I haven't done extensive research research on. I'm not a theologian. I don't claim yep. to be a teacher or anything like that. But just in my heart of hearts, experiencing what I experience and knowing other people who have experienced that, I, I think we can do that. Mm-hmm. I, I personally, I, I'm i a cautious continuationist. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe that the spirit is still working um, because I've experienced
0: that myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, you know when it when it matches up when the experience is is justified by what scripture says you know that that's that's the holy spirit for sure mm-hmm. and this this is definitely yeah. something that i've been studying too because i heard it's been over a year for me now how long did, have you been saved you said two years yeah the two and a half years so yeah. for me it's like a year and some change and now you know when i first got out of new age i was i was um a lot of people were telling me, you know, you're going to hear about you're going to hear about the deliverance thing. You're going to hear people say that because you were involved with all these practices that there's that there's spirits that, that are going to oppress you even as a Christian. Don't listen to it; it's unbiblical. Don't go there. It's it's new age. It's new age in disguise, kind of thing. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, no, no not going anywhere near that. Yeah, um, run far away. Run far away. The yeah. past the past month. I don't. I don't know. It's just been something. It's just been something that just keeps coming up, and I've been praying on it so much. I've been studying scripture on it. I've been. I've been talking with people who are who are on Mm -hmm. both end on both sides who are very educated on on both their perspectives using scripture. But you know, the more I look at scripture, the more I'm seeing. It says, um, you know, when 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 the when the and of course people want to say, well, that's only for the apostles. But when the apostles are casting out demons. They're doing it to believers, not unbelievers, because it does say in the Bible, it says in the Bible that if you cast out a demon and you don't have the Holy Spirit fill it, fill that house, essentially, that the demons are going to bring back seven more friends. It, it, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm um, paraphrasing, but it says mm-hmm. that. Right. So, I mean, there's nothing like, there's nothing in scripture that does or doesn't say yes or no to this, but there is, uh, it is there is support, I see. And yeah, I, if I do end up not cutting this out people are going to call, start calling me a heretic for this I can't even believe I'm mentioning it now because I told myself I wasn't going to for a while but it's <laughs> funny because I keep praying for it I keep asking God show me the truth about this now you're talking about it and I I can just hear the Holy Spirit be like see, see? see? I'm
1: getting chills right now because, because I, I uh,
0: remember I was I was
1: reading a comment section I think you did mention that you're not really a, I think i yeah. time a supporter of it and I I remember talking to my husband I was like I think I believe in it because you know like I done some deliverance work with an old church of mine where they're more like in the radical middle you know it's not like swing the pendulum like hard reformed or like hard charismatic like they're kind of like they were in a really great balance i love my pastor he was amazing um we just distance it was too far i was pregnant um but he lived in the radical middle and we did kind of this deliverance small group but it was more like just do a spiritual like kind of log like have you done this before? Have you been to a temple? Have you been, have you gone to a psychic before? Like if you didn't, if you haven't renounced these things, like do clean your house, you know, Uh, renounce these things and just um, replace that. Like what's, is there unforgiveness in your heart? Is there these spiritual ties? Like has your family done things? Like have your family members done things and, it wasn't so much more like you're cursed because your mother did this type thing. It's yeah. Like, no, there's there's things it says in the Bible that like if if somebody sins, it might carry on through a generation. You just gotta like, you know what? When in doubt, throw it out. Just <laughs> like yeah. let's clean house and just um, you know, yeah, forgive people and implant the truth. You know, like, all right, I am the daughter of Christ. I was not given the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and the self, the sound mm-hmm. mind. I, I forget them, but just like. It was really, really eye opening. And, and it helped me personally, coming from a background of affirmations with like trying to manifest, with replacing them with like, okay, here's biblical affirmations, because that really helps me focus when I have like, I have ADD and anxiety. And I'm like, I need to be grounded. And having those biblical, you know, taglines is yes. really helpful for me personally, because yes. yeah. I forget, <laughs> like, yeah, help me come back down. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, doing that kind of renouncing was really yeah, cool. It was really helpful. And- that's
0: that that's what made me ask because yeah. you you mentioned that there are still things you struggle with, and I, and I just wonder, mm. you know, how many doors get you opened in those ten years that maybe you you don't even know that, it maybe exactly. they maybe they're not closed still. I I mean just yeah. Hopefully the, hopefully I pray that the audience is not going to start calling me a false teacher, call you a false teacher, just because we're asking questions and having a conversation. Okay. For the record, everyone, I'm not declaring deliverance (laughs) ministry one way or another. I'm just at this place in my walk with the Lord where I'm asking Mm -hmm. questions. So please have some grace with us. If you, you know, depending on how you feel about it, just have grace. Um, because if we can't have conversations and ask and ask questions as Christians, if we're just going to be shot down and be called false teachers every time we have an inquiry, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, if we can't ask questions. Yeah. Come on. Um, this is
1: how I became Christian is I was able to ask hard questions and they were met with grace and we're supposed to ask questions. And right. None of us have like the ultimate answer. There's like, here's the doctrine. Here's like the things that we... All have to agree on. Okay. Like Jesus is Lord. He's God incarnate. He died oh, for we sin. Yeah. We
0: have to repent. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. There's secondary issues. It's just like, don't waste, just, mm-hmm. it's okay, guys, unless they're extreme.
0: But I, Tangent. I digress. <laughs> Indeed. So, yeah, this yeah. was this was yeah, <laughs> yeah an unexpected conversation. But like I said, I've been praying yeah. on this. And it's funny that you said that you saw that comment and you've been talking about it with your friends because.
1: Yeah, I was like, do I bring it up? I was like, I know she doesn't try to believe in it. But like, I think I do. And like, I don't know. But like, I'm cautious about it. So that's really funny.
0: (laughs) Another quick break in the episode to remind you that you can get part two of this episode only on heavenandhealing.com where you can sign up as a member for five bucks a month for more exclusive content. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't already leave a five-star rating and written review on whatever platform you listen. And if you're watching on YouTube, give it a thumbs up, leave a comment and ring the bell for notifications on future episodes. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's good to be able to ask these questions and it's good to be able to consider Mm -hmm. things, but obviously just using scripture as the biblical basis of that. Um, But again, I've been, there's, there's just stuff that, you know, that's been going on where I'm like, is this sin? Is this just sin or is is this something else? Is this something Mm -hmm. else that, that kind of, I don't know, stuck, stuck from new age that, that maybe maybe deliverance maybe there is something to the deliverance thing maybe there yeah. is maybe there is something to it biblically um again i'm just in this place where i'm questioning that but anyway uh really interesting that came up in this conversation yeah i i wonder um now now that you have just totally renounced everything that you were doing your your ghost hunting your paranormal life um t- t- what what do you what do you say to people um you know now here on heaven and healing what do you say to people who may be interested in the paranormal? um what like what convicted you that these are these are demons that these aren't ghosts well definitely scripture you know once I got out um
1: reading second Corinthians it's 11 14. don't yes. quote me on that um <laughs> talk about how like even Satan himself <coughs> masquerades as an angel of light, in this, <laughs> um, and learning that like his his servants um, also disguise themselves as servants of right- righteousness, and it's just like, oh boy, okay, so you're telling me that these demons are just kind of trying to manipulate. Like the devil ain't showing up in a red red horns and a spiky tail, whatever. Like he's actually trying. He's going to show up as everything he wanted. He's going to show up as um, just a being of light. It's going to just look, it's like um, kind of like one of those bug lights, you know, like it's going to be leading you to darkness, but it's a false light. Mm. Um, If somebody was into this, I would, what led me to find out that they're demons is like, well, I just connected the dots, you know, like really experiencing what I experienced, um, learning hindsight that these are demons, that you know, reading scripture, the, the story of the rich man and I think it's Lazarus, um, that the you know you can come back from the dead to warn people, um that it's just all one big sham, really, that mm. it's an evil, manipulative sham mm. that mm. <laughs> Satan is clever and it is so despicable that he would use our vulnerability, our grief, our hurt, our curiosity to disguise himself and pretend to be somebody else to to lead us away from the lord and i would just pray just stay away from that i know what you're seeking i know it feels cool and it's fascinating to know that there's something beyond this physical realm there is there's a reason why the lord just begs us not just declares and tells us not to go there because it is so dangerous that we have no idea how dangerous it is so it's just stay away eyes on me trust me trust me you
0: don't want that yeah yeah amen I think that was a really really nice way to close um and then in part two we're gonna kind of answer some more of those questions like you know did they did they present to you as as you know because you mentioned like the scary orange guy which I keep thinking about Mm -hmm. Trump when I say (laughs) um you keep mentioning the scary orange guy but I wonder you know and we'll answer these questions in part two you don't have to answer them now so like did they ever come to you as like just this innocent little hurt ghost, like maybe a kid? And you know, like we'll talk about, you know, how mm-hmm. on the TV shows we hear like this the scary voices and the um in the tapes, like what's that about yeah. and the and the pictures and stuff? And, so we'll answer all those types of questions about like what the kind of like the behind the scenes of the ghost hunting world is there, is, there, is some of it fake, you know, like, well, how, like right. how, how much of it is okay. like just a reality show? Because I think it is so fascinating how okay. how this this is multi layered this ghost hunting thing, because Satan is using the deception not only with the power normal, but with the, the aspect of the show, it's like entertainment. It's like, there's two forms of infiltration here. So it's like a lot there. Um, yeah, but thank you so much for sharing your testimony with the audience. Um, now please share with us where people can find you. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Tina store.
1: It's my maiden name. I still haven't changed my handle yet, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's at Tina store. Um, you can find me there. Uh, that's pretty much the only place I am at right now. So hopefully I'll be getting more content out there. This is kind of like (laughs) kickoff. I
0: will leave that. Um, I will leave that spelling of her Instagram in the show notes. So anyone can find her. Um, now Tina, would you just do us a really wonderful honor and just close out in prayer for the audience? Of course. Yes. Um, father,
1: thank you so much. This opportunity, um, to share my story. Uh, on Angela's podcast thank you for just giving Angela the desire and the fire for this pod to do this podcast to share her story and have have a platform for other people to share their stories Lord and I would just pray that anybody um, who's listening to this would have ears to hear that it would plant a seed and that you would just do the rest Lord Um, and I just pray just for growth and visibility with this podcast that Angela would just continue to do this ministry Um, and she'd be able to do it full time with whatever her heart's desire, Lord. Um, In Jesus' name I pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Amen.